Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hi, parents, and welcome back to the show, Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. And I am the host today and the guest, and I am going to be talking to you about mindfulness and um, some tips, exactly five tips that I'd like to share with you. I know these are very popular tips uh, when I put them out on blogs and newsletters, and I wanted to share this with parents because over the last couple of years, they are having some difficulty, and this is a terrific topic to help with just you know promoting the calm and I want to go over some tips you can do with your children if you see some like maybe anxiety starting to form or something like that so mindfulness tip number one is using the senses to learn self-care and um, this is actually the way a parent or teacher may begin a mindfulness exercise with children is um, they may be too young to be able to concentrate but um, For argument's sake, today's children may need these skills more than any other generation of children um, that we've had. And the stresses faced by kids today is phenomenal. Um, From competing to get into that special type of a school, to bullying, to all kinds of uh, challenges that children are facing today, um, this becomes a very important tip is just basically to focus on breathing. And for many, this may sound like a beginning of a yoga class or maybe an adult retreat of some sort, but no, it's actually the way we begin, um, you know, to calm our mind and our senses. So um, the benefits um, of this is uh, lessening effects of the bullying. if, If there's any bullying going on at school, Um, that can do it. This can do it. Improve focus and social skills. It can decrease uh, uh, any, you know, definite problems that are going on. It can promote overall mental health. Um, So those are all the benefits of uh, mindfulness in general. And um, I just wanted to talk about studies that are showing that participating in mindfulness activities can help children lessen the effects of Um, bullying and improving the focus and social skills and all these benefits that I just talked about. So teachers and parents all over the world have begun to use these types of activities in home and in the classroom. And they, these activities can be fun, easy, and provide long lasting essential skills that your kids can use even into adulthood. Um, I know I tend to use this breathing technique as well. If I'm feeling a little bit of stress or too much stress or like a very busy day. 
So this is something you can even role model with your children. And the first thing to remember is that self-care is important. And that comes, you know, in terms of children as well, not just adults. Um, one activity that you can try is something that's called mindful posing with children. You can get your kids interested in performing certain poses that assist them in feeling strong and confident. And there's this thing called the Superman pose where children can practice standing straight up with their legs out slightly uh, wider than the hips and the arms straight out at the side with fists clenched. And the Wonder Woman pose is kind of similar in that you stand up straight with legs out slightly wider than the hips again with hands and fists placed firmly on the hips, just like Wonder Woman. And make sure the kids hold these poses for several minutes at a time. At a time, concentrate on how strong and capable they are feeling. So next there's the classic sensory mindfulness practice, sometimes referred to as the spidey senses. And that's important to note here because these exercises have a superhero type theme and they can be used with children of a variety of ages. For the sensory lesson, children focus their attention to the senses, sight, hearing, smell, touch, and taste. And they describe their surroundings based on these senses. So this encourages them to pause and focus their attention on the present, noticing even the smallest details that might otherwise be overlooked. So finally, you can turn an ordinary walk outside into a mindfulness experience as well. Um, that's called like a safari experience and it involves using your imagination combined with physical exercise to promote a heightened state of awareness in the present. You can imagine go, you're going on a safari and the objective is to use detail to describe any kind of creepy critter that can crawl or swim or fly that you, you see while you're on a safari. Um, so both children and adults can benefit as we take a few minutes to just slow down, breathe deeply and have some fun learning new activities. And please remember that we can help your child with um, trying to calm themselves because they're dealing with too much homework overload or they're struggling with homework. So that would help, we're happy to help with that. Tip number two is how to help your children visualize away their stress and anxiety. And we all know technology has been able to bring us a long way, but it's also come with, it hasn't come without a price. And one of those consequences falls upon the youth of today. So children are often unable to connect their symptoms as being related to anxiety. And yet another reason that introducing mindfulness techniques into their lives can help navigate these um, tumultuous seas. And one way to do this, a mindfulness approach that can be used here is referred to as guided imagery, where you visualize and imagine um, a, in a meditative type process, which, which then heightens the mind-body connection. And as children are naturally imaginative, anyhow, these can often consist of fun and engaging activities, which allow them to access their intuition and personal powers of healing. Um, recent studies have shown that these types of activity, activities are having very positive effects on a number of stress-related health problems. So guided imagery begins with a mood. It should be conducted in a quiet environment, free from distractions. And um, as you introduce this guided imagery, you are helping to create within them the ability to 
define safe places which they may visit anytime they need, the need arises. It's important for them to encourage them to provide with multiple opportunities to process and reflect upon what they discover about themselves during these tours of imagination, let's say. So as we continue to search for new ways to teach children how to cope with often overstimulating and overwhelming world that we live in, such mindfulness and visualization techniques are becoming more and more utilized and accepted. So again, you know, reach out to us if we can help you uh, to ease the calm in your child and you're seeing a rise of anxiety. Mindfulness tip number three is on routine and organization. Well, we know how, you know, book bags uh, sometimes can look very messy, like they've been, you know, things have been thrown in there. I don't know if your uh, child brings a messy book bag home or their locker at school might be messy. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Have your children ever test for the gifted program in their public school? Maybe they have, and it's been less than two years. In most cases in Georgia, you cannot test your child again for two years. However, looking at an eligibility form from the prior time they tested is very important. At Dynamis Learning Academy, we do this and are qualified to uh, coach you and instruct you on how to navigate the system, which means your child could possibly be tested again sooner than you think. Also, if your children are um, looking to get in the gifted program and they did not qualify two years ago, let's say, then they can be tested again. Reach out to us at 770-282-9931 so that we can discuss this possibility and instruct you on how to move forward within the public school. Thank you. But chances are um, that you can basically um, teach some mindfulness practices here and help build the awareness of their inner and outer beings to recognize their thoughts and to see how their emotions can manifest themselves. So <clears throat> mindfulness helps kids recognize when their attention has wandered and gives them the skills to regain the focus and control of their emotions in order to bring the mind and the body back into a calm, rational state. So one of the keys to practicing mindfulness is on the idea of discipline. Um, if you make a habit of doing your mindfulness activities at the same time every day, then you help establish that routine. And then this leads to very consciousness of mindful ideas. Um, next is the idea that keeping organized can help eliminate stress. And that's true. Simply taking a few moments the night before to say, you know, um, make sure you have a clean uniform if you're wearing a uniform to school. Look at the book bag or prepare a new one. Um, double check your alarm is set. Uh, eliminate a complete, well, can eliminate a complete emotional breakdown in the morning, which you do not want as a parent. And all of these are types of mindfulness practices. So getting them in the habit of preparing for school each night will help ensure a more peaceful and productive morning. Who doesn't want that, right? So um, <clears throat> keeping up with that habit of daily meditation, mindfulness, that's all very important and kind of offsetting these meltdowns that kids may, may encounter. 
Um, mindfulness tip number four. Um, you know, you may have heard of a, a light bulb moment, and I'm sure you have. It's one of those moments where we experience where a thought or a feeling um, randomly pops into our heads and answers or solves an ongoing dilemma in our lives. It's a sudden intuitive feeling that appears to have come from like nowhere. So um, a puzzle that we've been constructing over weeks and weeks is children who are aware of what makes them feel good versus what doesn't. And leaning toward being more happy and motivated individuals, learning to be able to verbalize when something is too much as an important skill, which can lead children towards developing a better aptitude for resolution. Even though this may seem like a formidable challenge, it can easily be taught using mindfulness techniques. First, you need to get your child in the habit of paying attention to their bodies, their minds, and their surroundings. One such awareness you, you can conduct with your children is called the bell listening exercise. If they, if here they can ring a bell, ask the kids to listen closely when you're ringing that bell, have them remain silent and raise their hands when they're no longer hearing that vibrating sound of the bell. And then they must remain silent for a minute, instruct them to then pay close attention to the other sounds that they can hear once, uh, once the ringing has stopped. And then they can go around in a circle and ask the kids to share the sounds that they've noticed during that time. And this exercise is not only fun, and it gets the kids excited about sharing their experiences with others, um, but really it helps them develop their inner awareness and to connect to the present moment. So many times we react based on our immediate feelings instead of being able to stop, recognize the moment of what it is, and then let it pass. Many a conflict can be deterred if we're just able to pause and become aware. Another engaging mindfulness exercise in which increases this type of recognition is called squish and relax meditation. Uh, here you can have your children lie down, close their eyes, and then squish and squeeze every muscle in their body as tightly as they can. Um, they can squish their toes, their feet, their, the muscles in their legs, their stomach, and their bodies to the shoulders and head all the way up and down. They must hold each position for several seconds before they relax it. This will loosen up the body and the mind and it's a practical way to get them to relate to the art of being present. Um, check out the links for more fun um, that I have on my blog, on my Dynamis website, dynamislearningacademy.com. Um, there are some effective mindfulness activities there that will help get your children to the habit of being alert to their bodies, their emotions and surroundings, thus leading to increased thoughtfulness and problem-solving abilities. That's tip number four. Tip number five, <clears throat> and the last one is eating healthy. You know, uh, we many times, you know, we've heard, make sure you eat your vegetables, right? So when, when you suggest a salad or some lean meat or vegetables instead of, uh, you know, some other things, well, children are going to try to debate you on that. But it's important for children to be aware of what they are eating as they are perhaps most affected by today's fast-paced society. So this brings us to the mindfulness tip number five, which is healthy eating. As we've established, it is a time of med meditational technique 
And when children learn to become more conscious of when and why and what they are eating, a giant step is taken toward reducing that child's obesity, which has risen to big proportions. So it's important to recognize the three main reasons why we eat, which are due to physical hang hunger, psychological hunger, and environment. Teaching kids to apply mindfulness during eating will increase the likelihood they will become familiar with what feeling full actually feels like, and they can become more aware of times when they are actually eating out of boredom. The need to be comforted or out of our or out just out of habit. Slowing down and begging, being present during the meal also lets our brains catch up to our stomachs and tells us when we're full. So here's an, uh, so children can use their senses and they can practice daily with their, their children or you can to ask them before beginning each meal, how truly hungry are you? Allow your children to serve themselves during the meal so they become more conscious of healthy portions. And that allows them time for the meal. That way no one feels rushed or, you know, they have to hurry up and eat their food. Finally, consider growing like a garden with your children or become a member of a community garden. And that'll allow you and your children to become active participants in their own nutrition. Remember that saying you used to hear all the time from your grandmother, what you are, what you eat. And that really is a ton of practical wisdom behind that. So again, allow them enough time to eat, allow them to serve themselves so they see the portions. Consider growing a garden or becoming active participants of a community garden. Maybe take them to the botanical gardens and they could maybe, you know, view that. So these are all very important in terms of eating. And all of these tips, these five tips for mindfulness are extremely important. Choose one, two, or all of them to work on with your children. And that way, you know, they're, they're getting a little less stressed and really aware of what's causing the anxiety or stress. Well, thank you very much. And I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.